Auzubillahiminashaitanirajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I greet you, my brothers, with the universal greeting that has been used by various messengers and prophets of Allah the greeting that is Shalom. If you met Isa alayhi salam and Musa alayhi salam, they would say Shalom. And our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam would make Salam. So I greet you with this universal greeting of peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is my great privilege to be here in Cape Town on my 90th return. And this is, I think, my 76th Jummah lecture, alhamdulillah. And it gives me great delight to discuss with you the things that are really not discussed in our schools and universities and other places of learning. And that is our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The importance of recognition of Allah in our lives that so often we forget. The world is such that we get drawn further and further into it and it draws us further and further away from our Creator, the recognition and the remembrance of our Creator. So Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that there is no greater activity than the remembrance of Allah. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that verily it is only in the recognition and remembrance of Allah do hearts find reassurance. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that we are to remember him abundantly that we may become successful. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that we are to remember Allah standing, sitting and even lying on our sides. So the remembrance of Allah, the recognition of Allah is the greatest activity that a human being can engage in to humble ourselves, to recognize that we are only because of Allah. If Allah was not kind and compassionate as he, as he is, we would not be and nothing would be. See? It is only because of the supreme benevolent and compassionate power that we are. And not only are we, but we are in the best of molds, the Quran tells us. And we have been given so many gifts and favors, hearing and sight, intellect and feeling, that we may be grateful. Allah has blessed us for our own benefit and for our lives to work in this world and in the hereafter, which is what Allah wants for us. He wants us to be healthy and satisfied and fulfilled in this world and in the world hereafter. Allah wants us to be in a state of well-being. This is why our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam, the greatest man who ever lived, the mercy unto all mankind, he said to us that we make dua, that we ask Allah for the best in this world, the blessings in this world. Well-being, wholesomeness, satisfaction, fulfillment, ease, comfort, satisfaction in this world and peak fulfillment in the Akhirah. So the remembrance of Allah is very important that we understand that our own understanding and our own minds is not supreme intelligence. That there is an intelligence other than our own and prior to our own and that intelligence is supreme and that intelligence is benevolent and Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that we are to speak of his blessings upon us. You know that we owe people speak of Allah's blessings upon you 
And that if you try to count the blessings of Allah, you would never be able to count them. They're innumerable. And in chapter Rahman, 31 times Allah asks us, which of the favors of your Lord are you denying? So oftentimes we deny Allah that He is supreme, that He is our creator, that He has power over all things, and that He has given us everything we have, whether sight in color, hearing, taste, smell, touch, enjoy good food, speak, memory, freedom of choice, freedom of will, whatever we are is only because of Him. He we were not, we couldn't even think that we want to exist. He gave us existence. He gave us existence in a way that when you look at one another, we are pleasing to one another. We don't look like animals, we don't behave like animals. Okay, some of us do sometimes. But generally, we are created Ashraful Makhlukat. We are the most noble of creation. Allah says in the Quran that He has given us gifts and favors not given to any creation. Not even the angels have freedom of choice and free will. Allah is sovereign and He gave us sovereignty over our own lives. Choice. Allah gave us what He didn't give the angels and He didn't give the animals. When you read the Quran, Allah says we have given mankind, the children of Adam, status and dominion over the world. So we are a highly respectable creation of Allah. That Allah asked the angels to bow in surrender, prostration, before Adam salam. We are an honorable creation because Allah has created us honorable. We could not have created ourselves. We could not have given us anything that we have and we have so much. But yet human beings deny Allah and they deny Allah's favors upon them. Allah has given us creativity. That we can, everything that you look around you, whether it's a clock or the speaker or the books, everything comes from the mind of man, which comes from the creativity that Allah has given us. The phones that you have in your pockets, the clothes that you wear, come through the minds of man, but only because of the blessed gift of creativity that Allah has given us, that we can design things and have power over our environment. So man denies Allah. That's what the Quran says, that if you remember me, I will remember you. But if you forget me, yours will be a depressed life, Allah says. And rightly so, Allah is the creator, He is worthy of worship. There is none worthy of worship but Allah. There is none worthy of glorifying but Allah. Allah is indeed the one deserving of glory because He is. There is nothing that can be compared and likened unto Him. But yet many of us forget about Him completely and we do not give Him the glory and the praise that He deserves. For we are nothing without Him and nothing would be without Him and it is to Him that we prostrate and draw closer to Him. And yet many of us fail to do that because our education systems... Schools and universities don't talk about Allah. Even some of our Islamic training talks about Islam, but doesn't talk about Allah. And doesn't talk about us surrendering our intelligence. Who are the really intelligent? Those who recognize Allah. The Quran separates those who know from those who don't know. And it tells us that those who know are not the same as those who don't know. Those who know, to know. Allah increase me in knowledge, the Quran says. So we in this world get drawn into it further and deeper and deeper and we become dependent on this world. That's what we were speaking about here on Sunday, that drug addiction is the spiritual disease that is the worst kind of spiritual disease 
But all of us are dependent on substances, whether it's something called money, something called a job, or something called a husband or a wife, or dependent in some way on a degree, or a diploma, or a qualification, or a business. We live our lives dependent on our own intelligence sometimes. Well, I'm good. I'm good at running a business. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about anybody. I'm good. I have got myself a degree, so now I make a lot of money. I am the one that I depend on. My family depends on me. We think in error that we are the the ones we can depend on. We can't depend on ourselves, brothers and sisters. Because we didn't give life and any of the gifts that we have. We didn't give nothing to us. There's nothing we can do for us. Only Allah has done and given us the gifts that we may apply ourselves in this world. All we can do is surrender to Allah and place our dependency on Him. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran, do not take from among yourselves others other than Allah as your helpers, as your protectors, as your providers. But we depend on our own intelligence. We depend on our own abilities. We depend on our own money. We depend on bosses, work. We look to the world and we have become dependent. We have become highly needy people. Needy on the world. Lack, not enough, not enough. If you look at everybody's life, they'll tell you, I don't have enough. Something is missing. If I had more money, I'll feel better, they'll tell you. That's like a drug addict saying, if I had one more drug, I'll feel better. If I pull that pipe one more time, I'll feel better. No, if I had a little bit more money. If my husband loved me a little bit more. If my boss respected me a little bit more. This is the spiritual disease that we are all sick with. But the worst case is that of the drug addict who can't function. He'll steal from his own mother to buy drugs. But others of us are dependent to a milder extent. Our dependency is to be placed on Allah. On Allah nobody else. And nothing else, not even ourselves. We are to surrender completely to Him. But we have been brainwashed by our schools and universities to think that we can look after ourselves, to think that we are enough for ourselves. Allah tells us that Allah is sufficient for us. So whenever you think, I need money, or I need somebody in my life, or I need somebody to love you, or I need something or the other, Remember, that thing did not give you life. Allah did. Money can do nothing for you. It's pieces of paper. Metals can do nothing for you. But yet you think it is what I need. You have Allah. And Allah is enough for you. And Allah has power over all things. But we deny that. No, we need money. If we had money, we'll feel better. Like a drug addict. Will any drug addict ever feel better with a drug? Never. Will ever money addict will ever feel better with money? You know people, no matter how much they have, is never enough. Do you know people like that? No matter how much love you give them, it's never enough. That is dependency on the world. It is a failure to depend on Allah. But when you recognize Allah, you will fill up your heart with joy. You will know the greatness of Allah. And you will know He is enough for you. And you will know He is the one that has already cared for you. And you will know that He cares for you now. And you will know that He is available now to take care of you further. Allah says in the glorious Quran that it is not for you to find a way for you out of problems. When you have problems not for you, you can't forget it. It is for Allah to find a way for you out of your problems. When Allah finds a way, He will find ways from sources unknown and ways unexpected and unimaginable to you. It is for you to put your faith and trust in Allah and accept Him as your protector and provider. And Allah will surely accomplish your purpose. You see, Allah has given us a conscious mind. A mind. 
You can know where you want to go, make decisions, decide, apply yourself. That's your conscious mind. But your conscious mind can't change your life. And it can't change experiences in your life. Only Allah can do that. That's why He tells us in the glorious Quran that it is verily Allah does not change a condition of a people until they themselves change what is in their hearts. Do you understand? We can't change our health. We can support good health. But if we're sick, we can't cure that. That's why the doctors are good at symptomatic relief. They'll cut it out. That's what they're good at. Alhamdulillah. They'll give you the drug that will symptomatic relief for you. But they cannot cure you. They work with symptoms, usually. Only Allah can cure you. When you have a problem, you can't sort the problem out. Only Allah can sort it out for you. Yes, there are things you can do to support it well-being. But only Allah can get rid of your problems from your life. You can't do that. But we think we can. And we think, no, I'll devise a plan. This is my plan. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to control more. I'm going to be more angry. I'll get what I want. You can't. You can only change what is in your heart. And Allah will change conditions. You see, Allah has given us a most amazing gift. That the beloved Prophet Muhammad said is the weapon of the believer. It's called dua, invocation. The beloved Prophet Muhammad greatest man who ever lived, mercy unto mankind, the exemplar that we should aspire to be like him, how he was loving, caring, humble, clean, hygienic. He said to us that dua is the best form of worship. Ibadat is dua is the best. And dua is the essence of worship. And he said that dua averts misfortune. Whatever problems you have, dua averts it. And dua can change your qadr, your destiny. So Allah has given us a great gift. It's called dua. The ability that we have to invoke Him. He didn't give that to the animals, but He gave it to us. Didn't give it to the plants, but we have the ability to invoke Allah who is supreme in power, who has power over all things, with whom everything is possible. He is the ruler of the heavens and the earth. There is nothing that is not he has no power over. He has power over everything. Your body, your marriage, your, your work, your life, your, your home, your nation. He has power over all things. But I know we say we believe that, but we don't. We fear. We believe, no, somebody can hurt me. We put power in the people of this world. Something in the world has power over me. We have not placed power where power is in Allah. That's why our lives show us that we live in fear and terror of the people. Because we do not acknowledge the greatness of Allah. Those of us who acknowledge the greatness of Allah, Allah says, who are the friends of Allah? They are the ones who they will never fear and they will never grieve. If you have faith in Allah, you will never fear and you will never grieve. Allah will be with you always. And He is enough for you. And you will see miracles happen in your life. So Allah has given us a great gift. And this is the gift of dua. Yet many of us think we are making dua. But what if we are not making dua properly? What if we are making dua without faith, faithlessly? What if we are making dua in error? See, what if Allah always responds? He says in the glorious Quran that invoke me and I will surely respond. What if he always responds? But what if you are not making dua correctly? Allah says in the Quran, the prayers of those without faith is nothing but vain prayers. If you make dua faithlessly, your, your prayers are not going to be answered. Now how do we make dua usually? Usually we are in some state of desperation. 
I went everywhere, now there's no cure, now I'm desperate, let me turn to Allah. We went everywhere, doctors couldn't help, nobody can help, now last let's turn to Allah. That's not called making dua, that's being desperate. Went everywhere, now nowhere, now you turn to Allah. That's not coming straight first to Allah, that you are enough and feeling secure. We were nothing we can do, we tried everything, and with everybody tried everything, nothing is left, now we turn to Allah. That is not turning to Allah first. That is saying, I give up now, let's see, last resort. We must make Allah the first resort, He is enough. So, we are the ones who have no faith when we are invoking Allah. If we had faith, we wouldn't worry. We say we got a problem because there's no money, children are not listening, wife is doing her own thing, whatever it is. We got a problem because, but what if we don't have a problem because we have Allah and Allah is enough for us and Allah has taken care of us, He cares for us now and is further available to take care of us. What if we knew we don't have a problem because we have Allah? And Allah is enough for us. And there is no other power but Allah. There is no competition. What if we knew that there is no problem because we have Allah? We would not approach Allah desperately, fearfully. We would approach Allah thankfully, happily. And we wouldn't be insecure. We would come to Allah strong. Do you understand? When you, when you make dua from weakness within you and fear and worry... That is not making dua. That is fear controlling you. We have to approach Allah as He is supreme. And He is enough for us. The Quran says, is Allah not enough for you? Do you think, yeah, Allah, you're enough, but I need something else too. I assure you, Allah is enough for us. And He has given us the ability to invoke Him. How we approach Him, that's our issue. If you approach Him fearfully, desperately, needily, des Threatened. That is not approaching Allah faithfully. That's approaching Allah faithlessly. If you approach Allah saying, Allah, thank you. I've got this issue. But firstly, thank you for giving me guidance and pointing me to you in the glorious Quran. The Quran is a guidance unto mankind. It tells us about our Creator. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't know that Allah is Ghafoorul Rahim. He is all forgiving. That tell to the servants who have gone astray. Do not despair of the mercy of your Lord. Come forward as you are. You don't have to be perfect to approach Allah. You have to be humble as you approach Allah. The very big difference. I am in error, Allah. I am in front of you. I acknowledge you as the greatest. I am sorry that I have been led astray. Forgive me. That's all. You have to approach Allah humbly, not perfectly. I do everything. I am perfect. I completed all my faras. I do all. Now I approach Allah. No. Approach Allah humbly. And approach Allah with reverence that He has power over all things. And how much He has loved you and valued and cared for you. Approach Allah feeling that. You see, when we approach Allah thankfully, thank you for giving us guidance about you, that you are indeed the greatest, that we have nothing to fear. And we are not supposed to live in threat of Allah. A lot of us think we are supposed to live in threat of Allah. We are to approach Allah for there is no more security in Allah for us. Allah cautions us in the Quran that if we have gone astray, the road of forgetting Him, denying His gifts and favors, living in this world in arrogance, getting lost in this world, doing things that are unnatural, that is the path of 
fitna that has problems for you in this world and the world hereafter. Allah tells us. That is we erring, we going astray, we putting ourselves in hardship in this world and the next world. He cautions us to not do that. And even if we do that, he asks us to approach him for forgiveness. See, Allah does not threaten us. He cautions us that we can do something. If you harm your body, smoke cigarettes, take drugs, I'll tell, drink alcohol, I'll tell you your liver is going to give up. Your lungs are going to give up. This is something you're doing, you're hurting yourself. It's not me hurting you and I'm telling you that. Allah has prepared this world for us and the next world that we may live in complete satisfaction. Given us his blessings that we live in satisfaction in this world and in the hereafter has prepared Jannah for us and guides us and encourages us onto that path. The path of fitrah, the natural path. See, Allah does not put us in hell, it's we put ourselves in hell and he cautions us not to do that. So when we know this about Allah, that he is enough for us, and we feel that to be true, and we are thankful for the ability to invoke him, that you have given us, he tells us to invoke, that means he has given us the power to make dua, that we ask that we approach him with this great gift, we are thankful for this gift, it is not our right. It is not our right to live. It is not our right to have eyesight. It is not our right to have whatever. It is the gift of Allah to us. It is not our right to have the power of dua. It is Allah's gift to us. A great gift. But we are to use it from reverence of Him and from respect of ourselves and what we are that Allah has given. And the appreciation of our lives. See, when you make dua, you have to be thankful of the greatness of Allah and His compassion and love and what He has already given you. If you're not in appreciation of what you have, you can't be in appreciation of what you can have. You must feel good about Allah, about yourself, about the power that you have to invoke Him, about what He has already given you. Now you ask for what you want. See? Not what you need, but what you want. I'll just say this in closing. That oftentimes people say when, when addicts have a craving, it's a craving is the hardest. You'll hear people saying this. A craving is an unnatural state. Craving is a need. We are to pursue health and well-being and you'll never crave for anything in your life. You only crave for anything when you deprive yourself. Like for example, if you don't sleep naturally, you'll get tired, then you say, I need sleep badly, I need sleep badly. If you don't drink water regularly, you'll get thirsty. Then you say, I need the water badly, I need the water badly. If you don't eat, you're going to get hungry and then you're going to say, I'm starving. Now we have to follow the path of natural satisfaction. We have to open up to what Allah has made halal for us, what Allah has made good for us. Joy within, love within, healthy living, healthy bodies, healthy minds, healthy. What do we ask for when make dua? Are you asking for what you need or are you asking for what is healthy? I ask for wisdom. Does anybody ask for wisdom? What's wisdom? What can you do with wisdom? Now let's not ask for that. Does it earn you money? Wisdom. See, we don't ask for. Why? Because you don't need it. What we ask for? I am desperate. I've got bills that need to be paid. Allah, give me money to pay the bills. We ask from neediness. We ask from beggarliness. We don't ask for what is good. Allah, give me good health. No, no, no. no. We wait till we're sick. Body is diseased. On his last lap, Allah, give me shifa. Do you understand? We are not making dua 
on what is health and well-being, what is good for us. We don't know wisdom is good. What, what is wisdom? Does it, do, 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 do get more credit with wisdom? Health, but I don't need it. I'm okay. You see, you must live your life like this. Those of you who have motor cars, have petrol tanks. Don't wait for your tank to get to the E, which means empty, and the light to come on, for you to say, I need petrol now, I need petrol, I need to find a petrol station badly, I need a petrol station badly. Before it comes to the E, you must fill up. But people will say, why must I fill up when I don't need to fill up? I'll only fill up when I need to fill up. Now that's asking for trouble. Because one day you go to the petrol, they run out of petrol, they say, oh now I can't make it to the next station. Or you go there, there's load shedding, and then you'll say, it's not my fault I ran out of petrol, the garage didn't have petrol. You're not realizing, you wait till the last minute. You wait till desperate, when you need something, then you go for it. You must go for things when you don't need it. You must make dua for health, wisdom, prosperity, abundance, when you don't need to make dua. Then you won't end up needing to make dua. You need to make dua when there's no problems for health and well-being in all areas. Good relations with your spouse, good relations with your children. You don't wait because you have denied what is healthy. Now there's a problem because you didn't focus on it and you didn't ask Allah to guide you. Now when there's desperation, you say, now help me Allah. That is not sincerity. That's not sincerity. And we are a society. I know as we sit here, all of us including me. We are shocked. You are shocked to hear what I'm saying. Because you've never heard it spoken. Alhamdulillah, Allah has guided me. I've asked for this guidance for my, for my own life. It is up to teach me. It's up to me to teach me. And it's up to me to teach my family. And I can't wait for the school and the university to get this knowledge. This is the knowledge that is very important to us. Allah guide us to recognize Him and His greatness. His sufficiency for us. Allah guide us to recognize what we are healthy. What is healthy for us and what is well-being. And actually invoke Him to support well-being. Then we wouldn't have the crisis and the difficulties we would. And even if we had, we would be people that are interested in well-being, in satisfaction. So my time has come short. But Alhamdulillah, I had this few minutes to share with you a very important message. And I'm grateful for that. And inshallah, if I'm invited again, I'm prepared to come back to this mosque, even the Sunday, if it's available or whenever, to continue this topic with you. Because I want to give this to you. I want to show you the freedom, the liberation, that Allah is speaking the truth in the Quran. It's not that He is overestimating Himself. We are clueless and we don't even know we're clueless. He says He's there. He says He's enough. He says He's ever responsive. He is unfailing. When we make dua, we think, why is, not, why is he not answering? Maybe he'll give us in the hereafter. Maybe you are making dua faithlessly. Making, maybe you're making dua in error. Satan, shaitan is leading you astray. What if that is an option? So Alhamdulillah, thank you for this opportunity. This is my dua for us. That we, all of us, recognize our creator in the way that he should be recognized. And we benefit from that recognition, that security that comes only from Allah. No money, no job, no human being can ever give you the security that comes from knowing that Allah is here now and available to you. He is your maker, he is your sustainer, your treasure. He has looked after, he looks after you now. May we know that in our beings and live that as Muslims. And may we open up to what Allah has made halal and satisfying and fulfillment, well-being in this world.
Let us not deprive ourselves from the satisfaction that is healthy and well-being that is healthy in this world. And let us not deprive ourselves from what he has waiting for us in Jannah. And in between this world and the next world, may Allah give us deaths that are peaceful. Come, come, that's easy, going from one world into the next. This is what we want. Everything else is secondary. We want to have Allah with us always. We want to live in this world in His satisfaction that He made halal. We want to pass away in the peace of Allah. And we want to open our spiritual eyes wherever we open up where Allah has blessed us. Inshallah, Ameen. Just to say, I have a few CDs if anybody's interested. Uh, you can meet me after this. They are for sale. They are 100 rand. And they are five hours of spiritual upliftment talks given in the month of Ramadan. Shukran alhamdulillah. Shukran Mulana for giving me this opportunity. Shukran everybody for listening to me. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.